Good morning, good evening, wherever you are across the world and the universe. Welcome to my Quantum Living Podcast, where we talk about everything and anything at the intersection of science and spirituality. I'm your host, Anna Anderson, quantum coach, Reiki master, intuitive counselor, and above all, an inquisitive soul. Since my early childhood, I've been on the quest to find out how life really works. And the best clue I've got so far is the sacred alchemy of physics and metaphysics, science and spirituality, mind, body and spirit, which together reveal the truths we all want to know. Who am I? Why am I here? What is life all about? How can I live my life to realize my highest potential with fulfillment, prosperity and joy? How can I manifest what I want? I'd love to share with you on this podcast what I have learned over the years and bring you inspiring conversations with my guests who will share their expertise as well. So sit back, relax and enjoy today's episode. Okay, let's begin. Hello and welcome back to Quantum Living. Today's episode is one of the nine weekly bonus episodes I am releasing during the Christmas and New Year festive season, in addition to the regular episodes coming out every second Wednesday. These bonus episodes were first published on my podcast a few years ago, and later on, at some point, they were removed from the RSS feed as the production was somewhat outdated. I have now decided to bring them back to you, refreshed and remastered in line with my current production framework. The quality of the conversations, insight, humor and deep thought, however, is the same. You might notice perhaps a different style of my interviewing, a different pace or approach, but that's okay. It doesn't matter. After all, This is not about me, but about the contribution of those guests to the narrative of the intersection of science and spirituality in the field of their expertise. What they have shared with me and you on these podcasts is timeless, relevant, often profound, entertaining and fun. (laughs) So sit back and enjoy these bonus interviews, and if you like, please drop me a line on my podcast website about your experience. I'd love to hear from you. Okay, let's begin. Hello and welcome to part two of my fascinating conversation with Shona Domelen on reaching out to the other side. Just before the break, we talked about negative entity attachments and Shona explained how to deal with them. So let's pick up where we left off. Absolutely. And this is so important. So thank you for breaking this down for us. This is really, really important information. So what about haunted houses and another question attached to it? Have you heard personally an experience with a negative entity or negative energy that you you had to deal with and what happened? Oh, yes, absolutely. When I was just, I had just become a Reiki master. So I was really starting to open up and I was 
I was learning about oracle cards and the angelic realm. And I, it's like this buffet of spiritual offerings started to come up and I wanted to take this class and I wanted to take this. I wanted to learn everything I could. And I went to do a space clearing in a home and there was this beautiful, this beautiful uh, metal star and the realtor that was there that day, they couldn't sell the house. And it, it sat on the market and sat on the market and sat on the market. And so they asked if they were, I would go and do a clearing. And so I went and there was a young girl that had taken her own life in that home. And I cleared the energies. And then somehow or other, the realtor said, these, these, you know, these objects and this furniture is, is available for anyone. And I felt drawn to the store for some reason. I just, I sort of looked at it and I thought, wow, that's beautiful. And so she said, yeah, take it, take it. So I brought this star home and I put it in my house and I just had this weird feeling like I was being watched. Like I was, I was, you know, really starting to open up and, and communicating with loved ones. And I just felt like this it's like the hair in the back of my neck would stand up every time I went in the room where the star was. And I thought, what is that? And so there was an energy that came with that star that I brought home with me. And it was so fascinating. And I had this intense fear of being possessed. I had this intense fear that, oh, I don't know if I, I don't know I, if I open up, I'm going to get, there's something bad's going to happen. And it just, it brought up all of these different crazy things for me. And so that was how that energy came home into my house. And so I called uh, one of my teachers at the time and I said, I think there's something in my house. And she said, you think? <laughs> and I said, <laughs> yes, I think there's something in the house. And our, I remember my daughter at the time, sh- her sleep was interrupted. I mean, if you imagine this energy was in her home, was going through all the bedrooms, was interacting. The dog kept barking. The cat would hiss and snarl. And, and it just, there was different activity in the house for about a week until I sort of figured it out. And I thought, oh, what happened? And so we cleared the energy and it was actually an earthbound spirit. And so this young girl had died and for whatever reason, didn't go to the light, like in the movie ghost. And so then she becomes what we refer to as earthbound. And so as an earthbound spirit, that's otherwise known as a ghost, they're not connected with their guides and their angels. There is a guardian angel that stays with them Mm -hmm. to guide them either to be cleared or to get them back to the light somehow. Um, But there was this, this earthbound spirit. And so that was for me as a medium, that was part of my, um, my learning and my teaching as I mastered my gifts and abilities to, understand that yes, this can happen. And to also understand that I was in the right place at the right time to be able to help that energy help that being cross back the light. So that was amazing. And so it was there were so many different pieces to that I was able to walk away from it and think, okay, that was terrifying, but it was amazing. (laughs) So I was (laughs) able to step into the amazing part with it and to understand that. And so haunted houses, I get calls all the time. Uh, There was a a hair salon here in Calgary is a hair salon in an older home in Inglewood. So Inglewood is an older, an older area here in Calgary. And there was a uh, hair salon. And so the girls called and they said, uh, there's something, there's something not right in the house. We feel like we're being watched. The temperature will shift and change. We smell different things. We're hearing different things. N- no one wants to be in the house alone. The lights are changing and shifting. 
there's something not right. And so I went in and, and we cleared, um, there were energies that were left in the house that we cleared. And depending on people's gifts and awareness, they can pick up on all of that different spirit activity. And a lot of people are not even aware. I've gone to homes where people are not even aware that there are five different energies living in the house with them. And it just, again, depends on what they're open to, what they're aware of, or sometimes people are aware of different energies in the house and they're, they're fine with it. Yeah, they're fine. We get along. <laughs> they, they help me cook or whatever it is. And so it's, it's really quite fascinating. And so haunted houses, yes, there can be, there can be what I refer to as portals. So they're like an entryway to different dimensions, different realities wow. where these different energies can come in. I have seen uh, demons, extraterrestrials, aliens. I have seen the full gamut of, of energies that I have a description for. I've also seen so many different energies that it looks like something from the movie alien. I, I don't have a description for some of those energies. Like there's no way I can describe it or label it based on what I've experienced in this lifetime. And so, yes, there are so many different energies and this isn't for everybody. This is absolutely, you know, it's, it's my world and it's, it's my gift to share with the world. And so I've, I've opened myself up to understanding all of these different energies, but you know, when something is haunted, there, there is more there. There can be mischievous energies. There can be energies that like to mess with people. There can be energies that are in that space because it's a lower vibration. There's so many different reasons. And, you know, I always tell people, if you feel like there's something amiss in your house, then reach out to someone, find someone who can help you understand what it is, someone that can clear the energy for you. And I mean, because our home is our sacred space from the outside world. That's our sacred haven. Yes. And so when there are energies that are interrupting that, our sleep gets interrupted, how we feel is interrupted, our relationships are impacted, everything in our world can be impacted. And then if we go through and do a nice clean sweep, and we clear the energies, and we set the energies and anchor those beautiful divine energies, it can completely shift your entire world. It's absolutely magical. Beautiful. Yes, it is magical. Speaking of magic and amazing things, how come certain animals are particularly sensitive to the spirit world? And obviously most people know about cats, but I believe that also birds are sensitive to the spirit world. Dogs, I am not sure, but I'm, I would guess that a lot of different animals oh, yes, are absolutely. attuned to the spirit world and they can see much more than, than we do. I remember I used to have a cat who was with me for over 20 years, by the way, <laughs> and she was very attuned to the spirit world. And that was at the time when I was opening up to my um, intuitive capacities and skills. And I remember she was, I was watching her, she was sitting on the floor and was moving her head. As you know, cats don't move their eyes, they, they move their whole head. And she was moving her head like in circles as if there was something uh, flying in a circle in front of her like literally in like big circles. And all I could think of 
was little fairies. Mm-hmm. And she was just like looking and almost following with her head and with her eyes an invisible something that was flying across the room. She wasn't jumping. She wasn't scared. She, she was just watching and she was almost mesmerized. And I was mesmerized by watching her because I couldn't quite see what she was seeing, but I could imagine what she was looking at. And intuitively, I was sensing that there was a little fairy flying around just for fun, just to interact with her. So what's your take on animals? Oh, that's a beautiful question. I love that. Love it, love it, love it. From what I have experienced and what I know to be true is that children and animals, they don't have any point of view. So they are so open to seeing spirit. Whereas we, oh, it's scary. What if this happens? And oh my gosh, and I don't know how to handle it. We have all these belief systems and we have all these blocks and different fears. Whereas animals don't have any of that, none of it. And so my, my cat Midnight he will literally be sitting. And like you said, he will move his whole head and he'll be watching someone walk up the stairs. The night that we had the seance, I had to put him in a separate room in the house because he was so, so upset with all the different energies. And then that was a different energy coming in for sure. And I have met horses that can pick up different energies, dogs, birds, um, I have channeled, there was a chinchilla, there was an iguana. There's so many different animals They because animals have a soul. And so animals have a soul that we can connect with. And when that soul is not in the physical body, we can still connect with that soul when they leave the physical body, but absolutely. And that is what it comes down to is, you know, same with, with children, you know, children that, oh, highly, highly intuitive and psychic children that have incredible spiritual gifts will just come in to my house and they'll just start telling me, oh, well, there's an older man behind you and he's smoking. That's my grandfather. Uh, There's a younger boy over here. Oh, that's Jack. Oh, there's a wiener dog. That's my dog, Jesse. Yes. And they have no point of view that it's wrong. It's bad. You shouldn't be doing that. It's scary. It's, it's the work of the devil. They don't have any of that to them. It's just, wow, I can see all of it. And so that is so beautiful. And animals are so sensitive to energy. I think they're, I I often wonder if animals are even more sensitive than some humans. Yes. They're so sensitive to picking up the energy, so sensitive, you know, just like when, when someone will come to the house, midnight will either instantly like that person or not. And so it's, it's really interesting. And he's picking up on that energy. And so again, spirit energy is another energy that those animals are aware of. Absolutely. You know, and it, it used to, he will sit with me and when I'm in my meditation room, I will be meditating and he'll always come and have to sit in the room with me. And he, I'm, I'm thinking that he likes the energy as well. Anytime we're running Reiki or, or we're doing any sort of energy work, he's in the, in the room with us. But anytime I'm doing a meditation, I will often look at him and he's looking up above my head. And so he's looking above my head and he's looking all around and he's, he's looking at the room because the room is filling with spirit and it's filling with those different energies. Just like your cat, why watching the fairies and connecting with those fairies and the different energies. And sometimes in the summer, he'll get outside. He's, he's an indoor cat and sometimes he'll get outside and he'll sit in the yard and he'll just watch. And there aren't any bugs or anything around him, but he's just watching. 
And again, they're so aware of energy, of spirit, of, you know, the divas and the fairies and the gnomes and, and just, they're so aware of anything. And again, it's because they don't have a point of view. Like, like midnight doesn't have the belief that it's wrong to see spirit, that it's bad, it's wrong, it's evil, it's, it's not, it's not what the Bible says. He doesn't have any preconceived notion, any belief system, any point of view. He just experiences it as it is, which is so beautiful. And that is a beautiful place that a lot of people would like to get to, you know, once we start to shed those different layers and the different belief systems and the structures and the fears and the blocks, then we can start to allow that process and just start to allow and be available and receptive to experiencing spirit in that way. And so that's a fabulous question. I love that. Absolutely. And in fact, speaking of energy, I feel and I think as well that it is really beneficial and very useful to develop sensitivity to energy. We call it the sixth sense because it's so much enriching our life experience. It's adding this extra layer, this extra dimension to our experience for our communication with the world. And I would recommend to anyone, (laughs) pretty much, you know, regardless of people's religious beliefs or, or spiritual beliefs, but just to enrich their own lives, their own life experience, to start developing that sensitivity to energy. And just as a segue to my next question, speaking about different sensitivities, when we talk about psychics and mediums, I have heard that every psychic is a medium. No, sorry, this was the other way around, I think, that every every medium is a psychic, but not every psychic is a medium. I think I got, <laughs> got it right the second time. Could you just speak to this just to clarify for people. Absolutely. That's a fabulous question. So I am a psychic and a medium, and I've met so many people that are one or the other or both. And so a psychic will tune into the past, present, and future energies of the person that they're reading, and they'll connect into uh, their energy field and utilizing their gifts. They'll connect into those different energies. Whereas a medium is reading the energy that is outside of that person. So we are reading and experiencing the energy of crossover loved ones and different energies that are not connected to the person that we're reading. And so I hope that makes sense. And so not, not all psychics are mediums, but mediums are psychic. And so we have that different psychic ability. And so I'm able to, if someone comes to me and they say, well, you know, what, what can I do with this job? You know, what should I do? I can tune into their energy and those possibilities and start connecting in and well, you should, uh, you know, do up your resume and call this company in the next couple of weeks. And this is what you should wear. And so the psychic ability can come in. Whereas that mediumship ability, again, that's switching into that different frequency 
is connecting into the energies around that person. So psychic is more connecting, tuning into their specific energy. We're sitting in that energy field, whereas mediumship is, ah, there's your grandfather, there's your horse, there's your son. We're connecting into those energies that are not connected directly to that person's energy field, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Thank you. Would you have any funny or scary stories to share? Maybe from your Halloween seance or uh, from your work with clients? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. So we've had different, you know, I've taught different classes over the years and I've done so many different, um, so many different space clearings. And so um, I will share with you uh, with the seance um, the first spirit that we the first spirit that we we were going to connect with. So I, I did a meditation beforehand. I said to my guides, "Okay, how are we doing this? What does this look like?" Just to kind of get that blueprint for the evening to make sure that everyone was safe and make sure that that I knew what was going on. And the first uh, energy that we had come into the room uh, was Lizzie Bowden. Lizzie Borden, Lizzie Borden. Am I pronouncing her last name right? Lizzie Borden. She was a notorious killer. And so we had this different energy that kind of, that came into the room and it was absolutely fascinating. It was almost chilling and people were experiencing different sensations and you could, I could see this different energy walking around the room. And so I'm relaying the different information and she was telling me different things. And, and it was, it was exciting and it was exhilarating and it was um, it was chilling. And so that was our first, the first energy that we experienced that night. And so that energy left the room. And then the next energy that came in was a male energy. And a few of the people in the room started to feel sick. And I just started, I sat back and I watched this, this man walk around the room and he particularly enjoyed the women in the room and he kept walking around all the women. He kept clicking his teeth. And in my mind, I'm thinking he looks like Ted Bundy and I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, Oh my gosh. And then when I do uh, seances, I invite everyone to share what they're experiencing. What are you seeing? What are you feeling? What are you sensing? What do you know? I want them to have the experience as well. I'm relaying the information, but I also want them to say, I'm seeing this, I'm feeling this. And so people started sharing things. I'm seeing this van. I'm, I'm seeing a woman being hurt. I'm seeing blood. I'm seeing knives. And so they were looking at all of this different information. And so we're channeling this information. And so then after we finished up the evening, we had other spirits that came in as well. And after the, the seance, after everyone went home, I went into my meditation and I said to my masters, that was Ted Bundy. And they said, yes. And everyone that shared information about what we were picking up on that night, of course, I Googled him after the fact. And I, I, wow, it was mind blowing the information that was coming through. And it was absolutely chilling. I couldn't sleep that night for a couple of hours wow. after that, because I thought I'm the only thing I could think of was that he came from purgatory 
because that is not a benevolent energy. And to have that energy and to have that experience. The other side of it too, is I thought, hmm, amazing that all of that energy shifted and is cleared from the space now, which was amazing, beautiful, but it was so profound. And that is, I mean, as a medium, I still have experiences where I go, whoa, did that just happen? Did that just really happen? And so again, this is not something that I would say to someone, you know, you've heard all of this information, you should just go try this. No, absolutely. This is something that you need to have that background and you need to have that training and you need to have the mastery to know that you can handle anything that shows up. And that was amazing. I did a space clearing in an older home. And before I do space clearings, I will open the Akashic records of the space and just sort of get a lay of the land and communicate with the energy of the space to see what we're dealing with. Nine times out of 10, there's a portal of energy where some energies are coming into the house. Usually there's a death that's happened in the house or there's been an abuse. There's something and these energies are lingering. And there was an energy that was in this house. It was huge. Like it came out of this portal in the basement, but it filled the entire house. And it just, to me, if I could describe what an evil feeling would be, it would be that energy. Wherever it came from was just pure evil. Oh my goodness. And so, I mean, I don't, you know, you, you, you see the movies where, where the priest is saying, you know, the power of Christ compels you and they're throwing holy water and, and they're doing everything. And so I have a different spiritual kit, if you will, to go into these spaces. But I do that beforehand. I do a precog, a precognition to kind of see what's happening. And we go in to see what's going on with the energies. And so I walked into the energy and the people were showing me around and I said, super, you need to leave now. And so they left and the woman was terrified. And so she, they ran out and they slammed the door and this energy came up the stairs and it stood there and it didn't have, I can't describe it as a human shape, but it stood there and it's, it's, it just started, uh, just started yelling and, and these screaming noises. And I just stood there and part of me was mesmerized. Part of me was thinking, what have I got myself into? I need to get to the school to pick up kids in an hour. What are we doing with this? This is amazing. And so this energy just sat there, but I stood in my power and I just stood in my power and I stood there and I had all of my guides there with me. And I just kept watching this energy and I just kept watching it and watching it and watching it. And it was probably one of the most non-benevolent energies I've ever experienced. And so it quickly went, it went back down into the basement. So I ran after it. I'm like, where did you go? What are you doing? And it actually went through the portal. The portals are usually nine times out of 10, they're in a basement. They're tucked under the stairs. They're tucked in a corner, in a closet, somewhere out of sight, out of mind. And so it went back into it and we quickly sealed it shut And it was the most amazing thing ever. And you could see this trail of energy from it that just sort of lingered. And it just, it just went right into that portal of energy and we were able to close it. Then afterwards I thought, what was that? And so it was actually a poltergeist. Uh And so that was my first experience working with a poltergeist. Mm. And so again, as a medium, I came away from it absolutely terrified, but excited because it was, it was something new that I hadn't experienced before. And yeah, it's it's you know there are different there are different energies out there again that 
we don't have a descriptive for. We don't have a word to, you know, categorize them and help to understand it. And and it was absolutely fantastic. Um, there was another there was another clearing I did. A lot of the clearings I do um, are um, a little bit darker, a little bit heavier energy. Um, there was a man that had uh, killed himself, and he was still in the house again. He was earthbound. He hadn't crossed over. Um, and he didn't want to go. And so as soon as I stepped foot on the property, he started swearing at me, calling me all sorts of names. And it was, uh, yeah. And, and again, this is when I first started. So I was like, oh, he's yelling at me. He's swearing at me. I don't know what to do with this. And so it's been really quite fascinating. And so, yes, we eventually cleared him as well. And I, you know, I, as much as I love working with the angelic realm and connecting with crossed over loved ones, the paranormal is um, it's, it's absolutely fascinating. And again, that's not for everybody, just like mediumship isn't for everybody. You know, I have a lot of people that love working with the angelic realm and it's beautiful and amazing mediumship. No paranormal, absolutely not. And so it's, it's different. It's, it's a completely uh, different. I mean, I'm not, I'm not mainstream. I'm not an accountant. I'm not, I'm not a teacher from, from a, you know, traditional standpoint, but it's, it, it encompasses so much. Absolutely. And I also think that it is unpredictable because you can obviously have an intention uh, in terms of who would you like to invite to come forward. But at the end of the day, you don't know. And as you just gave us those examples, some pretty nasty entities showed up Mm -hmm. (laughs) once you've opened up the space and you've invited so, yes, it is unpredictable, and so it does require a level of skill to be able to handle any nasty mm-hmm. situations. Yes. Well, Shona, it's been absolutely lovely speaking with you. A couple of other questions before we wrap it up. What would be your final thought, say the final takeaway? I just would like to rebalance the energy <laughs> and finish it on the on the positive what would be your final few key takeaways for people listening to this podcast that i think first and foremost is that our intentions and our thoughts and our emotions are what guide our life and so if our if our intentions our thoughts our emotions our feelings are focused on feeling better feeling as good as we can, feeling joy, happiness, reaching forward into the future, into possibilities and magic, that is what we will create more of in our world. I often tell people that our thoughts are like little magnets that live in our energy field. And the universe is delivering based on what those thoughts are. So whatever we are broadcasting with our thoughts and our emotions, the universe is mirroring that back to us. So if we are broadcasting hopeful and positive and looking forward to things and joy and happiness and love, 
that is what the universe is going to deliver into our world. And the flip side of that is if things are not going according to plan in our world, we need to start to look at perhaps the belief systems and the thoughts and the feelings that we are broadcasting out into the world, because that's what's showing up. We're, we're creating that reality. And mediumship is a real gift and capacity. Mediumship is not, it's not smoke and mirrors. It's not, it's not gimmicks. It's, it's not sleight of hand. It's, it's a real gift and capacity and mediumship is such a beautiful gift. It gifts us with hope and healing, and it helps us to find meaning and purpose in our lives again. It helps to reconnect us with our loved ones that are no longer in their physical body, knowing that we're still connected, knowing that we can still experience them, knowing what those signs are that they're leaving for us, what the messages are, knowing that they are with us as we as we celebrate birthdays, as we as we are getting married. They are with us when we are working through our grief. They are flowing unconditional love and healing and filling our lives with as much beauty energetically as they possibly can, they literally become the greatest fans of our life from the other side. And as we are able to start to slow our mind down and really start to connect into our heart space, we'll be able to experience more of those beautiful, beautiful energies. And the more that we can stay in that beautiful heightened, heightened vibration and and keep those vibes nice and high, the more that will invite more beauty into our world. And again, what we focus on is what we are going to attract into our world. And it's absolutely beautiful when someone starts to explore more of their spirituality, more of their gifts, more of how those divine energies are flowing through each and every one of us when we start to understand that. And and I often like to say to people, you know, it's, yes, it's beautiful to be able to experience spirit, the spirit world, the angels, the archangels, God, Buddha, Allah, whatever you refer to, you know, our crossover loved ones, our spirit guides, our spirit animals, the deities. Um, we have so many different benevolent heavenly helpers that are just waiting in the wings to assist us. And the first place that I always love to tell people is to connect with their own spirit that we are a spirit residing in this physical body. And to connect with our own spirit is connecting with our true essence. Some refer to it as our divine self, our soul, our spirit, our higher self. But that is the first place that I I really have people start on their spiritual journey, on their spiritual path. And even if someone has been on their spiritual journey for some time, just really reconnecting back into their heart space. And just by simply connecting, placing a hand over your heart, we'll start to synchronize the heart frequencies with our mind frequencies because spirit connects through our heart. It isn't something that we think. It is something that we experience through our heart, through our spiritual gifts. And so as we connect more into our heart, more into what is true for us, and then we may start to dip our toe into the spiritual world. We may start to examine the possibility that there is more to life then what is here? Absolutely. Perhaps there is a hereafter. Maybe there is more to explore and experience that isn't in the physical reality that we know now. Mm, absolutely. Beautiful. Beautiful. In fact, as you were speaking just now, I heard from the spirit and they want me to actually say this. 
regarding mediumship. Enjoy, but handle with care. Yeah, that, that's, that's what just came, <laughs> came through from the spirit, which I think is summing up very nicely what no, the whole conversation that, that we've had. Well, Shona, this has been so enlightening and I really, really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for for being on the Quantum Living show. And um, yes, and, and thank you for the amazing work that you're doing. And I will obviously include in the show notes on my website uh, more information about you and your work and with all the links where people can find you and also find out about your your courses, your programs, classes, etc., so that people can connect with you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Anna. This has been such a pleasure, and it is my honor. And in this moment, I would just love to send all of the, the beautiful love and energy and support that is here with us from all of these beautiful beings, the Crossover loved ones. I would love to just send that energy out to each and every person that uh, will listen to this at any time so that they can receive that love from the other side. Absolutely. We are embedding it into the recording. Thank you. Thank you so much. Namaste. Namaste. That's all for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you really loved it, please post a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to encourage others to listen to it. For the show notes, guest and podcast info, reviews, comments, and much more, please visit quantumlivingpodcast.com. And if you'd like to dive deeper into quantum living and explore how you could work with me, please contact me and I'd be delighted to help and support you on your quantum journey. I am your host, Anna Anderson. I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode of Quantum Living. Until then, keep your vibrations high and be well.